Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball. Uh, we are now at the postseason. It's arrived. We're in October, and we're already in the seventh of October, and we've uh, just had the wildcard games. Um, so yeah, hello Sam. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. There's been lots of wildcard games. Uh, lots or two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. lots of fun in them, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we had the uh, the Red Sox and the Yankees first, which is obviously a, always a big matchup. Um, but basically, Garrett Cole just blew it, didn't he? A bit. I mean, only went two innings. I mean, that's that's as much as you can get to blowing it. I know he didn't give up like seven runs, but I've got his contract and his reputation. Yeah. Not. And- not you're, you're not getting allowed out. to give up seven runs in a World Cup game either, are you? you get, no. Yeah. Basically, as soon as it starts falling apart, you're out. Um, yeah, so that was the, the Red Sox going through there to face the Rays. And then in the National League last night, we had the uh, Cardinals and Dodgers. That was uh, 1-1 until uh, the bottom of the ninth. It was two outs in the bottom of the ninth, actually, as well, wasn't it? And the Dodgers walked it off. Yep, and there's something interesting in Cody Bellinger, who has been just a harasser this year, drawing a walk. I think his second walk of the night, and then stealing a base, which gets everyone a bit shaky. Um, him actually being the man that got Taylor to the plate to hit the home run was interesting. Yeah. yeah well, months ago, of... if you said Cody Bellinger was key in their rally to walk off a wildcard game, you'd won one Dodger in a wildcard game. And two, it would not be surprising, but the fact Cody Bellinger is like one of the worst hitters in the league this year, just a really strange situation with I, him. Maybe he's going to have a postseason resurgence, though, because, I mean, as as is usually the case, a lot of time the heroes in the postseason are not, like, you know, the guys that pop the big regular season numbers. I mean, maybe he's going to be the guy for the Dodgers. Um, but, I mean, well, we, we hope not, don't we, because they're going to be playing the Giants. Um and yeah, and well, actually, we're gonna we're gonna preview all four of the division series uh, now. So I mean, I guess should we start with the Giants Dodgers? Actually, since I've mentioned it already, I guess we might as well. Yeah, yeah, all right. And that's the biggest one, isn't it? That's the biggest one. Yeah, and thirteen regular season wins combined. First time the two rivals have met in the playoffs. All that yeah. stuff. Were the were the Dodgers the um? Were they the ho- highest? win total to finish second is that right yep it's true yeah division and the giants well in the the division in the division era yeah era of course because i mean previously that was different but yeah i mean you always it's always got to specify the area in baseball because it's just like you know otherwise you go back to when no one wore gloves and they just use like sticks (laughs) yeah it's not really Um, comparable yeah um but yeah, and the the Giants' best ever season. So I mean, that's going to be quite a quite a matchup. And obviously, they played each other eighteen times. I I always forget how many times people play their divisions, but it's eighteen, nineteen, something like that, isn't it? Um, and they were seven, weren't they? I think there were I think there were nine and nine against each other for the year. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you couldn't really ask for a better division that. series matchup. Oh no, no, there weren't. Sorry, is is. 
yeah, I'm the same. I always forget it's 18 and 19. They played each other nine times, and the Giants edged it 10-9 for the season. Wow. I mean, yeah. This, yeah, you can't really have much closer postseason matchup than that. Uh, there's that, that standard, at least, as well. It's like, I don't know. I mean, it, if it doesn't go five games, it's going to be a disappointment. That's serious, really, isn't it? But um, it just it sucks as a five-game series. That's the biggest thing. Like, one of these teams is going to, yeah, you, it, you'd imagine it goes five games. The idea that we don't get seven of this feels kind of yeah. unfair because they're the best teams in, and it wasn't actually close. It was not close. 107 and 106. The Rays were the only 100, and they only got to 100. They were miles better than anyone else in the sport. And actually, I was looking through some of the season-long stats on both sides of the ball, team stats, and quite a few of them. I'll come on to this when we talk about some of the other series as well. It was just like those two and some other teams were after them. And it was like, often it was the same teams who were in third and fourth. The core stats was just like, they were the best everything their bullpens yeah. were amazing their rotation i think they were one and two in rotation era and um other stats rate um they're the top two comfortably yeah i mean yeah it's um it's going to be one to watch anyway isn't it at least i mean I, and yeah i might end up watching all of them live you know for that series because um i i the winners of that are probably the favourites of the World Series. I mean, they should be, based on regular season record at least. Um, well, I think they are, might be wrong, but I think the bookies have those two. The Dodgers are heavy favourites already to win it all. I think the Giants might already be second. That might be wrong. But so I think, yeah, I think he's kind of... The Dodgers are favourites now. If they win this, they're pretty strong favourites, I think. And if the Giants or the Dodgers... Yeah, I, I think you're. I think it's spot on. I, I don't. It's hard to argue how much better they were, and then one of them knocks out the other one. That team shouldn't be favourite to win yeah. everything. I think. Yeah. So, um, what do you reckon about pitching matchups then? That's always the big thing with um, postseason games, particularly, isn't it? It's the starting uh, rotation matchups, although maybe less significant than it was a few years ago, but. Have we got any idea? So Webb is starting game one against Walker Bueller, I think. Or maybe it's Urias. Um, but the, Webb starting game one is really interesting. He has been the Giants' best pitcher down the stretch. But, I mean, he's very inexperienced. But also, he just put in an absolute gem and scored three runs in their must-win yeah, final game of the season. Yeah, that was incredible, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he'd had a dodgy start before that as well, hadn't he? So, but I mean, I think other than that dodgy start, maybe it was two dodgy starts, I don't know. I can't remember if it was one or two. Um, he'd basically been amazing, hadn't he, the whole second half. But even those, he managed to hold them together. Is It was like yeah. he doesn't look himself and he gave up some early runs, but then he managed to keep them in the game, which is, that's like ace stuff, isn't it? That's like when you have your bad day, it's still not a complete meltdown. Yeah, you've um, still got a good chance of winning. Yeah, and Bueller has dominated the Giants a couple of times this year, but they also got to him, haven't they? I think it was the last time they faced him, they got to him. Um, Arias has obviously just been sensational. 
Scherzer is the interesting one here. So he got pulled and was not very happy about it in the wildcard game. It was very funny how he just shook Dave Roberts' hand instead of giving him the ball, though. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, but he gave up two, uh, 10 earned runs sorry, across his last two regular season starts. And although he did the, because he's Max Scherzer, he did the holding it together in the wildcard game. Yeah. He was not good. It was, he yeah, was, it was not good of, in that. A lot of balls, wasn't it? Was it? I think in the first three innings, was it like seven free ball counts or something? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, was, yeah. He, maybe it was four innings, but whatever. It was It was like a career high or something. A number of free ball counts or something. Ridiculous. Um, and actually, when he went out of the game, he was on like 94 pitches already. Um, so, yeah, which sort of shows he wasn't really getting in the strike zone as much as you expect from him. Exactly. And that's what I say about these two teams don't chase. This whole series, I think, and the bullpen will be massive for both teams. But again, their bullpens are both elite. The Giants' whole staff leads baseball in walk rate. The Dodgers lead baseball in chase rate, only just from the Giants. Scherzer, for in, I mean, we, he, he, there's every chance he's just completely dominant and gets 15 Ks and shuts them out. I guess he's, he'll be on for game three. But that sort of thing from any pitcher on both both teams, if they have a start where they just can't quite don't quite have the command to to clip the corner when they were, and they're just missing, these teams will make them pay and they'll get them out of the game because they're well like like's happened in the regular season, even when they're not scoring runs, they both just swallow up so many pitches because they they make pitches come to them, and that the that will be the really interesting battle is we've got two pitching staffs who are good at not walking people and offenses that are really good at walking. Yeah. And that might be what it comes down to is, 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 is going to be kind of the battle of the, the discipline rather than the power for all of the, the giants breaking home run records and the Dodgers stars, I think is, is actually going to be a lot of run manufacturing. Yeah. I suspect. I think it always comes down to that in the playoffs to an extent. Although I, I don't know. I mean, there's been a couple of world series recently that sort of, disprove that with just loads of home runs but I know to some extent I think that's always important is because because getting the star out of the game can be so big as well in um in those massive games it's like you know if someone gets rolling or well we've seen it haven't we I mean you know 2016 wildcard game uh, well the, there was a bit of that with um he eventually got unstuck sort of but there was a bit of that with Eovaldi in the American League wildcard game as well is he's just yeah. like he got on top of them and he's another guy who um I, I don't really want to get too stuck in all the wildcard stuff because it's one game that's now happened but um yeah that sort of pitch that's just like once he got going and was throwing strikes and it was like well this is now trouble yeah his, his pitch count was not out of hand and it's like, well, so now what you've only got, you're going to have like six outs against the back of their bullpen. Yeah. and it, Yeah. That point is when, it, yeah, you basically need to, even before they get rolling, you need to make sure you're not just giving away outs really. Cause you know, it can be so huge. It's like you get those, um, I think a lot of time in those games where you have like, maybe you get, you know, you swing and you, you hit like free fly balls sort of, not very threatening fly balls, but it's decent contact. 
a lot of time regular season, but like, oh, that's so promising. But if you're against an ace in the postseason, it's like what? It's like five or six pitches they've got for the first inning. And then you're in trouble. Or you're already like, ag- against yeah, the clock, aren't you? You're already yeah, well. There's no behind. clock in baseball, but against the, the metaphorical clock of like, well, if, if Max Scherzer or Bueller are at 20 pitches through two innings, you're like, well, yeah. we now need to have a couple of huge innings just so they don't pitch eight. Yeah, and it's I like, think it's basically okay. to have the insurance that in case they are having one of those days where they are just completely dominant, where you, you can't really score runs off them, mate. Like, you need to have sort of want that insurance of, you know, we can we can get some uh, at-bats against the bullpen. And I think both of these teams, um, part of the reason they're just, I think we'll be able to do podcasts in the off-season where whatever happens in these playoffs, we reflect on how ridiculous it was with these two down the stretch. But part of the reason they both just kept winning was not just they're incredibly talented, but was that that late in games they were so often getting into teams' bullpens where other teams might not be? Is this like we, we sort of saw how the Dodgers seem to be two 0 down or three 0 down or three one, whatever it is, and then it's like oh they've just hit a three run home run again. Why? Who was that guy pitching against them? Oh, oh the start that was dominating them only dominated for five innings rather than other teams. He would dominate for seven innings, and then it's like you not got a chance. Um, and that's. These could be long games because it is, is going to be is going to be a battle. I think every plate appearance is going to be a proper battle. Yeah, uh, yeah, I wouldn't expect them to be quick. You're wanting the uh, you know low game time, sort of you know just have a have an early night. It's not going to be happening with these series, it's particularly when uh, they're on the west coast. Well, it's going to be an epic, though. I think. Um, well, it's not exactly the hottest take in the world. 213 regular season wins combined. I think it will be good. Yes, probably. It better yeah. be good. It better be good. Like he says, it'll be very disappointing if this is over in less than five games. Yeah. Should we do Should we do predictions? I mean, just some more meaningless predictions like we did before for... Um, I've got mine. Do you want to go first? You can go first. Oh, so you've, you've, you've got predictions. You've done predictions, have you? I've got a prediction for this series and others I've got. I, I've got. A I didn't know. Idea. Okay, I didn't realise we were doing predictions. I just sort of thought of it. But okay. I mean, I think the obvious for this has got to be uh, Giants in five, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I've got more specific than that. I've got San Francisco Giants in five, which means they would win at Oracle, which they earned by winning the division. And um, a Lamont Wade walk-off to win the series. <laughs> Late night Lamont. <laughs> yeah. What, wait, is, that, what, is that specific what, enough? What day would that be? That uh, the thirteenth or fourteenth, I think it is. I yeah. looked at looked this up Looking earlier. Forward to that, actually. So it's like next week, is it? It's like middle of next week. Yeah, these series race it'll, by. It'll be, it'll be like seven in the morning here. Um, yeah. With that, yeah. Lamont walk off. So I'll be, I'll be up for that. I think. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I mean, there, there's no way it's not going five. And also probably, I don't know, can't see the Giants not winning it, really. My very unbiased opinion. Um, so should we move well, on? It, yeah, on that, though, quickly, it has. So there's no Brandon Belt. But now the Dodgers are also without, obviously, Trevor Bauer, hopefully forever. Clayton Kershaw and Max Muncy. The Dodgers are, I mean in a game where they only need to win the first three games, potentially, and that could be Bueller, Urias, Scherzer, still incredible. 
But I mean, what it could have been from the Dodgers. And there's now this, oh, who are they going to play at first base stuff? Um, so, yeah, they're, they're not quite on, on paper. It's, they're still the best team reputation wise and everything. But they are weakened compared to how they looked a few months ago. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, the, well, the Giants also have the well, slightly better record, better record and the better record uh, against the Dodgers. It's like you've got to give them the edge, I think. That yeah. Well. well, I um, want to anyway. I want yeah, to. That's I, I would give them the edge point. anyway, even if they were like, <laughs> if they were 10 games behind in the regular season, I think I'd give them the edge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about the other the other National League series now, because, um, you know, you're going to have to get through these quickly with all these series. Um, so what, we've got the, the Braves against the Brewers. With the Brewers having uh, home advantage. Yep, and they—I mean—they basically cruised the last month, didn't they? They had the easiest division race yeah. in the whole of the National League by a mile. It wasn't even really a race, was it? They—they they were in in the distance, like <laughs> what yeah. August? They were—they were already miles ahead. Yeah, I don't know whether that explains maybe the the end of their season. Because they actually lost the last four, and it, like, well, well, they played the Dodgers sec- and you... early, early in the second half of September as well. They lost five in a row. Yeah, I think there's probably a little bit of a foot off the gas thing, which I think we'll come on to with the White Sox as well. Um, I know that last series with the Dodgers, like Corbett, didn't Corbin Burns pitch two innings? Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think he did, which is like, yeah. He's not going to do that normally, is he? They're not going to no. take him out that easily. No, I don't. Uh, so I think they've been looking to the playoffs for quite a while, and they also didn't even have the like playing for top seed thing because they weren't no, even yeah, close. They weren't even close to that. So it, w- it was a weird situation. Um, it's always a bit of a shame when you get this. A team is brilliant, but like, yeah, maybe if they were being pushed, they could have won 100 games as well. But I mean, they didn't. Yeah. Um, and they're really fascinating. I saw a post about this um, a couple of days ago, which I mean, I think we've discussed before anyway, but they're so different from the Brewers seem to be just like in the postseason now all the time, even when they look like they're not going to be, they somehow get there. And they're previous good teams has always been well they've built around Hader and they've had these amazing deep ball pens and they were doing funky stuff weren't they and they were kind of using semi openers and stuff in league championship games and that sort of thing and now they arguably have the best rotation in the game yeah they do don't they I think wasn't the thing is um when they started being good I get like um few years ago when they like came to being good again when hadn't they had like a one of these teams that obviously had, had a rebuild a, a bit but they had all these like starting pitching prospects yeah um and josh hader was actually originally a starting pitching prospect wasn't he as well um and basically well this year and last year a bit really they've like really broken out big time now like these guys that well quite a few years ago now were like in their farm system. So they were, it's almost like it's worked out eventually where they were sort of their farm system was built to 
we're going to eventually we're going to have this really amazing rotation when all these guys come through. And now they sort of have. Yeah, just a little bit late. Good, yeah. Um, so I, I love I love any like big monster rotation like that going to the playoffs, and um, particularly because they've got the bullpen to a degree as well. Although there's no Dev, there's no Devin Williams. Devin Williams. Um, but so like Hunter oh. Strickland's been dominant for them, and they've got a few others with Hader. Uh, I just I look at them a little bit like the Nationals when they won, that they yeah. can potentially just these guys could be so dominant that maybe just nothing else matters. But the other side of it is their offense was like average for the season. And previously it was bullpen and, oh my God, look at what Yelich is doing. And Yelich is just like, meh. Adames has been like their main hitter. That Their before and after with that trade is crazy. They were like 500 team and then elite team after they got Willie Adames. Um, yeah, and it also seemed like, a, at the time, didn't it seem like a weird trade? It was like... Was he really hot at the race? I remember. I remember thinking that was like, I wonder why they're doing that. That didn't seem like. Yeah. Or why the race is moving him as well. It's how you have these winning organizations, though, isn't it? The the same way that we see all of these teams, they'll do something like, what? And then maybe you dig a little bit and go, oh, I kind of get that. And then it turns out to be this masterstroke. And then other teams make a similar trade and it turns out to be even more stupid than you first thought it was. And the brewers at the moment are just in that window where like they do stuff and it works like constantly. Um, so I, they can't, they're not really a dark horse. They won 95 games, but I, I like the potential for them to go on a run because of the rotation. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, traditionally, I think in the playoffs, it's all about the rotation. And, and just uh, the pitching in general, because they've got the whole staff. So here's one of my one of the things I alluded to earlier. They've got the third best team ERA in the game. Um, of normal teams, they have the best ERA in the game. Obviously, <laughs> the only teams ahead of them are the Giants and the Dodgers again. And uh, they're second in strikeout rate as a pitching staff, the White Sox strike out more. Um, and I think I think that's always an interesting one. Just like having these guys with the, the massive stuff really matters in the playoffs. Because yeah. you, you, you need to be able to get stuff by people in the strike zone. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, you When do. you're facing the best hitters, you've got to be able to get them out in the zone sometimes because they're not yeah. just going to chase all sorts of nonsense. Yeah. It also um, leaves last room for just random stuff to happen as, as a knack of happening in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just get, get it past him safely rather than letting the ball go and play. And then who knows what's going to happen with, you know, playoff magic um, that we've seen a lot of times. Um, yeah, um, it's it's interesting with the offense though because the offense really is quite a weak point compared to a lot of the other teams, isn't it? Yeah, and that's that's I, what's interesting here is they're facing a Braves team that went forty-four and twenty-eight in the second half, and in the second half they added they allowed a run less per game. Morton, Freed, Anderson. You do you do look at the Brewers lineup and think it looks like a long way short of the other playoff teams, don't you? I think. Yeah. 
in terms of their numbers this season at least. Um, but again, I, I don't know how much um, for offence, how much like the season numbers matter that much a lot of the time. I mean, as long as they're like, you know, they are major league hitters. You know, obviously, obviously you don't want just random minor leaguers up there. As long as they're major league hitters, it's like just anyone can end up just becoming like a postseason hero, go on some ridiculous run. Can't they all come with a big hit? It's it's all about keeping it close, really. In the majority of playoff games, I should say. Um, yeah, the interesting thing with them is they are one of the highest. They're like middle of the pack in striking out. They're just looking at this, and they're fourth in walking. Um, which generally bodes well. The low strikeout stuff, particularly in the playoffs, doesn't it? Is striking yeah. out less is just good. Um, we'll come on to that with the Astros, definitely, again. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I know what you mean, is that the offense stuff doesn't necessarily project, like, uh, what was it that came out? Arenado, partly because you're in the small sample size stuff, and they, he was like, he's four for 25 or something all time in the playoffs, and then you have other guys who just go crazy for like a month, and that they make their whole career off of that. But it does... It's hard not to be a little bit concerned given the quality of pitching you're going to face. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but again, like, I think that's sort of what I mean by as long as they're players that are like, you know, they can face that level of pitching. Because a lot of the time, these like, you know, mid-700 OPS or something, it's like they're going to have had stretches where they were just smoking off everyone, you know. Where they're hitting, hitting homes off like 98 mile hour fastballs and stuff. And it's just they've been inconsistent. Um, and so, like, Krielich, for example, he's, like, he's got a 736 OPS, but you know, we know Christian Yelich is good enough to face like elite pitching. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess, yeah, there's a, there's a few players they've got like that, but it just is weird, even though he's had this like pretty huge down year for him that's not that concerning like i i feel like yelich could just like be the mvp of the playoffs but the rest of it is you just look at it and are a bit like don't know same goes to some of the giants guys is the brilliant regular season they've just had is playoffs hitting is kind of different isn't it is because you're all almost always facing like elite arms yeah anyway should we have some um predictions for this series Oh, I'd say that. I've not actually thought about it at all. All right. Well, oh, shall I go first? You go first. I'll think about it. I was really leaning Brewers. I've almost just taught myself out of it, but I don't think so. I think their rotation might just be a little bit too much, and I could see... I've, I've got, I'll go Brewers in four. Um, it's going to sound very boring, but that's exactly what I just was thinking. I feel like for all the... The, they seem to add half of the outfielders in baseball at the deadline, the Braves. Um, is not having Acuna does just change how they look as well as an offense. Yeah. Um, and Austin Riley's been great and all of this stuff. Yeah. You can almost forget about that. You look at their um, look at their baseball reference page, which obviously has the players that have had the most appearances in the lineup by each position. It's got Acuna in it still. And you look down the OPSs and it's like, okay, 
few of those are pretty bad, or 990 at the end, then you remember, actually, he's not available. He's not going to be playing. Yeah, the flip side is Duval and Soler have hit really well for them. And like Jock Pedersen's a threat and all of this stuff. That They're, they're all real things and Rosario's hit really well for them. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just, I lean Brewers. I have, their rotation's been so dominant. The Braves rotation's still really good. Like Morton Freed Anderson is a hell of a core to have. Yeah. And they they could also just shut the Brewers down completely. But I mean, the Brewers is just like Cy Young contenders, like all of them. Ridiculous. Yeah, if they'd, because I think momentum's so important. If the Brewers had a good end to the season, I might go Brewers for the sweep with just the front three of their rotation, just winning them those games. But yeah, just with that sort of tailing off at the end, I don't know. I'll, I'll let the Braves have one. Yeah, we're we're kind like that. Yeah. Um. So, what? Which one do you want to do next? I think. Should we do Rays Red Sox? Because I think that's slightly less okay. interesting, personally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Rays are probably big favourites, aren't they? Really. I think this has the potential to be over very quickly. Um, the Red Sox have kind of like scuttled into it, and then they had that one game that they won again in the wild card. But I mean, they've they've sort of slumped their way. Not completely. I mean, they they won out the last three games to get in, but in general, like they were pretty much a 500 team in the second half of the season, which I think a couple of podcasts ago is basically what we said about them is that team looks fine. Loads of these numbers kind of come, come back down to earth, including Bogarts, which did happen. He then got a massive hit in the hit home run in the wildcard game, I think. Um, but still, there's just this, like, I don't know. It, Martinez yeah. is on the DS roster and you assume he's going to play, but it was touch and go with an ankle issue and that sort of stuff. People ha- do play through it and they're amazing, but maybe it's just not going to work. I feel like the they're, where they've been trending is kind of where I had them pegged all year long. And they've got in on their first half where they were just red hot. And Eovaldi is now, I guess, he might... Uh, we start game three. That's yeah, that's, how works, a, that's actually a huge thing as well. I think actually, good point. The fact they had to go for the World Cup game. So Eovaldi, I mean, usually in a five-game series, where you'd have like your ace could would do the first one and potentially do game five. Um, yeah, but Eovaldi just seems like so much better than their other starters as well. So the the one thing in their favour, if you wanted to make the Red Sox argument is Chris Sale pitched a little bit up and down. Yeah, I think I, his I, last honest, start I've was almost, a bad one. Yeah, I almost discounted him because I, well, I remember he'd come back, but he's not, he didn't play that much, did he? He had, had nine, nine starts, starts. but there have been up and down and there's been some short ones in there and some not particularly yeah. good ones. Um, also, it's like, well, if Chris Sale is like Chris Sale and you manage to get two starts also, out of him, then sure. Like, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. But was Chris Sale one of those, um, you know, one of those, like, star pitches before his injury that was, like, when it got to postseason was just a bit dodgy a few times? Uh... Was it, I had a feeling he, he had, like, a few years ago, he used to, he had a couple of years 
where it's like yeah, this trend where he just tail off at the end of the year. He's had, and then when it was the postseason, he was just like meh. He's had some not great ones in there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, it's it's very hard to see that when if if Audi's only going to be getting one start um, maximum I as well. S- I saw someone make that point. I can't remember who it was, unfortunately. Um, but there was just a tweet about how how tight the AL East race was for the wild card benefited the Rays, not just because of the wild card game, but the fact that they were like all hands on deck for the last like week or two of the season. Yeah, that they were all just stressed out. Whereas in the because the Giants and Dodgers are playing each other. The fact that they were having to like put relievers in three like more than they'd want to and all of this stuff. Well, they were both doing that. That's fine. But the Rays were able to just you know kind of chill out for a while, haven't they? If if someone needed a couple of days off, they give them a couple of days off, whatever. Um, and so not just as Valdi pitched then, and they've used all their best relievers in the wild card game, but the the days before they were kind of always they've been playing like it's a wild card game for a week or two. In yeah, short is, starts and wild all this stuff. games constantly for two weeks. Yeah, and that takes its toll, doesn't it? That really takes its yeah. toll. I think the the raised depth is just too good as well, isn't it? Because yeah, I think too much depth. Everywhere. I agree. Both sides of the ball, and I think um, I, I think with the Red Sox, who we were even saying like right at the start of the year when they were really really hot, was they're basically getting carried by three or four elite bats. One of them's now hurt. One of them slumped in the second half. And you're just sort of a little bit like, well, the, who, there's not really a next guy there, you know? And whereas the Rays don't have J.D. Martinez level name, although Nelson Cruz should be looked at like that, in my opinion. Um, but just all of their guys are awesome. They just have like, they always have like 12 awesome hitters, don't they? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, for example, Austin Meadows only had a 770 OPS this year, but like, was it last year when he he was basically an MVP contender? I'm just going to double check. Was it no, it was the year before. It was, last year was short yeah. season and he only played 36 games. The year before, 922. Yeah, so not just a like load of like depth of guys this year, but it's like, it's almost like there's a different guy every year that's like steps up. And then obviously they still have the guys from the year before that were really good then. And it's like, you know, I don't know. You just look at the lineup as well. And it's like you feel like anyone that anyone could um, got the potential to be that guy in the postseason. I don't know. Um, My one thing I I just put out with them though is that while it's the rotation turnover is amazingly impressive, and they've now got I think three rookies are going to start in this series. Is as brilliant as those rookies are, and I'm sure all will be long-term, I find it hard not to be a little bit concerned about that going into the playoffs and that, like, it just is more pressure. Bringing them up and them all being amazing when they had this division lead and they just, like, pulled away is one thing. But like you said, there's, like, Hall of Fame pitchers who get to the playoffs and it's everything suddenly harder. The pitches aren't coming out right. Yeah, but then on the other hand, you have some rookies who just made for it. Yeah, yeah, you do. But <laughs> that's what I mean is is there's but there's no there's no Charlie Morton in there this time. 
there's no, no they don't they don't have the established guy there's not even like a a Blake Snell or like they obviously had Rich Hill earlier in the year there's it feels like a lot of it feels unlikely that all of the rookies are just going to take to it yeah perfectly I guess the idea is they have enough pitches yeah. that they can cover for that yeah I guess so and and also I mean the Red Sox don't have don't really have anything that's guaranteed in their rotation either I don't think so no no but that's yeah. more maybe we'll come on to that assuming the Rays win this yeah. we can talk about anyway, that more next time I mean but. For predictions, I, I don't know. I'm I'm going to go for a sweep for the Rays. I don't know. Are, are you the same? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I I'd be tempted to give the Red Sox a game, like just if they get something big from Eovaldi again, um, or on the chance that Sale does something, goes six for no runs sort of thing. But I, I don't think these teams are even eight games close to each other as they ended up in the standings. No, I'm yeah. I mean the. The Red Sox, the style that I was sort of expecting, like, okay, this is like the style of their rebuild. And they just ha- basically had a really surprising first half. And then, like I say, second half was sort of more like what I'd expect them to do the whole year. Um, but anyway, let's, uh, let's move on. Because we've, uh, we've got one more series to do. I'm running a little bit short of time. Um, so White Sox Astros. Yes. This is an interesting one. Uh, yeah, I mean the White Sox. This is their real breakout year, isn't it? As well, since their um, their rebuild. Yeah, we've been waiting for it for a while. It feels like it's been yeah. tipped that they're going to break through this year for like three seasons, and here they are. They've arrived. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean they've well they've now got they've got decent depth in the bullpen, haven't they as well? I mean, they I do. Liam Hendricks strikeout to walk rate is quite absurd. Yeah, he he just does silly stuff for me. 16. He just just silly silly stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean they've got they've got they have a rotation and they have a bullpen. Which I mean, that's a plus for the postseason. I think they, um, both of these teams actually. The rotation. I didn't realize just how good the Astros one has been. They're fourth and fifth in ERA rotation ERA. Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize that at all. Um, yeah, and and they've got like solid bullpens, haven't they? Without both of them have got really like really good closers, haven't they? Yeah, the, then, the Houston um, one's a bit more of an issue. Well, not an issue, question mark, is what I've got written down on my screen at the moment. Middle of the pack in ERA and strikeout rate, which is, like, fine. Yeah. I think as much as anything, it, a, a lot of time, um, it can come down to the number of guys you have as well. Yeah. So, like, you could have a really good... You could ha- end up... That could end up being, like, you have two or three guys that are like elite and then a load of guys you can't really trust. Um, but I think if you have a whole load of guys that are, I mean, you want, if you basically you have a whole ballpoint of guys that are a bit above average, I think that's... Trust that's is the right word. That's what exactly what yeah. I was about to say. Because that's so often when you find a team gets itself in a mess is you're in a seven-game series and he's got like three relievers he can use. He actually feels like he can use if the game's close. 
and that's also when people get overworked and stuff goes completely wrong um and the, the yeah having having the depth of the bullpen which i think they both have their managers will actually use that makes just life so much easier for everyone involved yeah yeah definitely and um i mean i know that as far as i could tell the lineups are fairly evenly matched although the astros were more dominant in the yeah, regular they, season i guess the white Sox have a couple of sort of question marks now don't they i think they led did houston led the league in uh run scored i think um really lowest strikeout rate like by a distance of anyone it's a rare thing where they've all of their star players pretty much are low strikeout guys yeah that's the way they've always been isn't it well i mean going back to the uh the world series championship and whatever else they did they were they were definitely always low strikeout yeah and so I think that does matter. Like I said, is the White Sox strike out more than most people in the league in strikeouts per nine. And they're going to struggle. It's a really interesting matchup for that reason is Houston basically refuses to strike out and like all of their hits refuse to strike out. Um, yeah. And if, if that's the way that the, um, the White Sox rotation gets a lot of their outs, it's like, you know. That's how you grind them down as well. going to be. Isn't it? As you've got these guys who have great bat-to-ball skills, and that's how you end up with Altuve taking eight or nine pitches off a of Lance Lynn or something. Yeah, it's tonight actually, isn't it? I think that's Lance Lynn's McCullers. I think it's tonight. Um, and that—that's where you you do. That's when you really test. Is if you can this rotation that's been great of the White Sox, you test their bullpen depth a little bit more. Um, the one thing, the dreaded M word. You've mentioned momentum a couple of times today. Yeah. The White Sox, similar to the Brewers, although I think they were even further clear, weren't they, around the deadline? Um, they went 39 and 34 in the second half of the year. Oh, dear. Yeah, I can see that, actually. But they they did end well. Although they lost the last game. Before that, they won the, they won the six before that. Yeah. Um, um, and it's hard to know how much that stuff specifically matters. But the second half trend stuff always feels like a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that definitely matters. What was it that they um, they got worse at? Um, I, I know they had some injury issues this year, didn't they? They had some players going in and out of the team. I think that was probably part of it. Um, it looks like the offense dropped off. Uh, yeah, I think the run scored per game dropped off quite a bit. I think I'm just trying to do the quick maths in my head and I'm not doing it very well. Um, so that, that's, that's one thing that makes me a little concerned with them. Yeah. And I don't know. Teams from these really easy divisions are difficult to me because while the Rangers were stinking the place out in the, uh, in the AL West, the Astros, like we said, 19 games, they had to play the athletics and the Mariners a ton. And I mean, genuinely, the AL Central is so bad. I know Detroit did well in the second half and everything, but all of the others were under 500. And the White Sox still only won 93 games. It's a little bit like, well, so you racked up all these wins. But I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I always find it hard to be that confident in them because you can win a division like that and that doesn't necessarily mean you're amazing. 
yeah, should we have some quick predictions for this series? Because, um, yeah, we are very short on time now. Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm going Astros in five. I'm going, I was going to go Astros in four. Astros okay. Rays Championship Series. Yeah. And that also gives us the uh, Giants. Brewers. Giants Brewers. Basically, the analytics yeah. win if it's Astros Rays, doesn't it? The, I mean, the Red Sox too, I suppose. But Tony Lurisa losing is, you know. Yeah. That's yeah, something. I, yeah, like you said, I think it's just they've they fizzled out, didn't they? In that. But yeah. Anyway, goodbye, everyone, and um, look out for the uh, championship series previews we'll be doing after these series are finished. Bye. Bye.